You're listening to A Little Bit Better, a podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results. Here we'll examine the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions, and inactions, and how they influence how we live our lives. I'm your host, Chris Swale, a life and health coach. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to A Little Bit Better, the podcast. I'm your confidence coach and host, Chris Whale. I got a tremendous response from an Instagram story that I put up recently. I asked what topics you wanted to hear on this podcast, and the overwhelming response from many of you was that you were having increased feelings of guilt, shame, anxiety, of questioning yourself in several areas, and generally feelings of just not being good enough. This makes a lot of sense. At the time of this recording, it's early September 2020, and we are exhausted after living through the most unprecedented times in our lives. It's been six months, and we're not out of it yet. I'm no stranger to those thoughts either, so I thought, let's just have some real talk and start to sort through these emotions, these thoughts. Before we go further, it's really important to note that I am not a doctor, and if you are feeling that you are in a very dark place, you should consult with your doctor or a therapist. There is no shame in that. These past six months have been extremely hard mentally, and like I said, we're not out of it yet. Mental health implications may be here long after the virus is under control, so please, if you feel that you need help, please go and talk to your doctor. Okay, my loves, let's do this. I see you. I feel you. I'm about to tell you something crazy obvious, something that you already know, but it's a thing that so many of us forget. Ready? Everybody has bad days. Yep. Even your favorite influencers who look like they have all their shit together and that life is perfect, your coaches do, your care providers, your friends, that woman who always walks past with her perfectly behaved kids in their spotless outfits. I don't know about you, but I've had a real yo-yo experience through this pandemic. I've had periods of freedom and joy with my family and myself and my situation, and I've actually quite enjoyed it, but I've also had periods where it felt like I was barely hanging on. The household was negative, it was chaos, and my mind was as well. In those times, it felt like I was living not a one-off bad day, but a never-ending one. It was hard to shake myself out of it and see positive things and feel and think positive thoughts. Sometimes I wanted to literally throw a tantrum, scream and cry and curl up in my bed and just not see or have anyone near me. I heard similar sentiments from many of you. So what happens when we get like that? A few things, of course, but a biggie, negative self-talk. Negative self-talk is basically when you think the worst about yourself or consciously you're telling yourself unsupportive things. It could be, I'm a terrible mother. I can't control myself. I can't keep this house clean. I can't find the time to exercise. I can't, I can't, I can't. It can also take the form of not being enough. So you might think, I'm not thin enough, I'm not strong enough, not smart enough, not creative enough, not resourceful enough, or rich enough, on and on, right? And where does this land you? Nowhere. Nowhere you want to be anyways. Nowhere productive for your productivity or your mental health. When you have thoughts like that, 
you're giving yourself evidence and permission to shut down or to greatly stall moving out of that negative state that you're sitting in. This is where goals and dreams come to die. This is where you feel sad or angry and frustrated and you just stay there instead of being compassionate with yourself. So what's the fix? Well, first of all, it's not going to be a snap of the fingers. I believe that the first really important step is to just be gentle with yourself and forgive. Forgive the really bad moments you may have had. They are in the past. You cannot change the past no matter how much you want to. You can make amends if need be, but fixating on past mistakes or behaviors keeps you tethered to shame or guilt. So breathe in and breathe out. No one is perfect. No one ever will be. Let go. After that, a good thing to do is a brain dump. Get everything out of your head. Write it all out. For this situation where you're feeling a lot of negativity, I use the brain dump a bit differently than I do when strictly targeting time management. For time management, you write out all your to-dos and then you organize them and schedule them into your calendar. When the mental health component and negative self-talk is high, you can do it alone, meaning you can do it strictly on your mental state, or you can do it with the to-dos. And the reason I recommend combining this at times is because our brain is fighting itself, holding all the thoughts inside. It doesn't really care if the thought is, I'm fat, or I need to schedule an oil change. It's just got them all in there. So sometimes the thoughts become, I can't schedule an oil change because I should be working out because I'm too fat. See how they can merge? Confusing, right? So sometimes you need to target them together so that you're not doing the work or having a mental block from even starting this because you feel like you can't sort them out. Don't even worry about sorting them out yet. Just get them out. When it's all on paper, you can stop fighting the whirlwind of them all in your head. So get a notebook because I'm telling you from doing this on myself and with my clients, it can take a couple of pages. Write out all the thoughts and things swirling in your head. Just point form. Don't pre-edit. Don't judge. Just write. Once you've got everything out of your head, then you can start ordering it all. Take a different color marker or pen and beside negative talk items, write why or how. Or if you see something on the paper and can recognize that you were just indulging in self-pity or victim mentality, cross that bugger off. Often doing this physical act, taking the things out of your head, putting it on paper and looking at it, is enough to snap us out of some of our negative thoughts. Now back to writing why and how on the other thoughts that are left. Those are your prompts for moving away from those negative self-talk items. So if you had... I'm stupid, I can't figure out the new thermostat. You write how beside that one, which will prompt your own creative problem solving, such as, I can set aside 10 minutes to search online, or I will ask X, someone who does know these types of things, to explain it to me. The why could go along with a thought such as, I am angry all the time. Why? 
only you'll know the answer, but a common one could be because you are depleted. You may not be getting the quality time for yourself to recharge. Once you've targeted all the negative self-talk items on your list, look at what's left. If there are other things that really aren't important, such as the to-do items, or that you really don't need to do, just cross them right off. Anything that you do need to do, this is a great time to just schedule them right into your calendar so that you will actually honor those things and you will be able to get them done because that feels great and it feels orderly and it feels doable. Once you've addressed everything on your list, it's time to get back and focus on the negative self-talk to focus on you. You have likely heard the saying, or seen many posts proclaiming self-care is not selfish. I had that scribbled on an orange post-it note taped to my laptop for about a year until it finally wore off. I'm going to tell you why this is true. I'm going to use mums as an example here, but I'm sure that you'll be able to apply it to yourself in your own unique situation, regardless if you're a mom or not. Mama, how often are you exhausted trying to pull out all the stops, going that extra mile for your kids when, let's be completely honest, they have no idea that you're doing this. They have no idea about the effort you're putting in. They have no clue how many hours you stayed up baking cookies or making a detailed replica of their favorite character for a costume. They don't know that you drove to three stores to find that bright blue sweatshirt that complements their eyes just so. We run ourselves ragged And much of the time, we do this to ourselves. We sign the kids up for all sorts of lessons during the week. We try to keep the house clean. We show up at all the events and volunteer for all the things. We try to be the mom that does it all and no one notices. I'm not saying you shouldn't do things for your kids. You can do them. But when you do them to levels of exhaustion with the focus solely on them, the only person standing there with a scorecard is you. What I'm saying is that you could buy cookies instead of making them from scratch. You could say no to volunteering requests. And you don't have to create a schedule just like everybody else's if that isn't working for you. These past few months of living 24-7 with our families may have amplified that even because with everyone spending so much more time in the home, the house can get out of control a lot easier There's a constant request for snacks and drinks. There's, I'm bored. And I've really felt from from you guys, your words, and, and even in my own household, this sense where we get a bit out of control and we start giving in to all the demands of everybody else. So in normal times, quote unquote, we can get wrapped into it in a sense of trying to keep up with the Joneses. Yet in stranger times like this pandemic, We often just let go of the control ourselves, and sometimes we don't even notice we're doing it. It happens little by little. But again, we are standing there with our scorecard. And when you don't give yourself some love and some grace and this seemingly now elusive self-care, yet you give all your energy elsewhere, how do you think you will show up over time? Exhausted, possibly bitter and resentful, You may have increased feelings or thoughts about yourself that become less and less kind and more and more judgmental, especially if you start comparing yourself to others. This is a big thing in the mother world. We look at other moms, they look like they have their whole lives together, and we look at ourselves and we feel completely off the rails. But those moms, 
Well, first, really, they probably don't have it all together. And if they do, ask them what they do. Do they have a cleaner? Do they have a regular babysitter? Do they trade off alone time with their partner? Do they make healthy eating and exercise a non-negotiable? I have a client who wanted to work out regularly, but was being very sporadic with her exercising. She told me how good she feels in her body and her mind when she's got the time to just move her body and get a little bit of a sweat on. And one of the things she loves is an online class that she subscribes to. She feels stress lifted off her shoulders. She feels lighter in her step. She said she feels the connection in her brain as well with her mental health because she's noticed that she can even make good decisions more quickly and easily. She has energy and feels happy and is a better mom and wife. But she told me she didn't have time to exercise. I repeated back to her all those amazing feelings that she told me that she gets in her mind and body simply from doing her 30-minute cardio class. And she nodded eagerly, her eyes were all lit up, and then quietly I added, but you don't have time for those things. I'll never forget her face. She looked at me biting her bottom lip, and I waited and watched it click. She actually burst out laughing and told me off playfully. And now... Exercise is a non-negotiable for her. She wakes up every weekday morning, sets out breakfast for her kids in case they wake up before she's finished. She created the routine with her kids, so now they know there is food. Mommy is working out, but will be done soon, and it's only 30 minutes. Exercise is her form of self-care. Yours might look very different. It could mean a quiet coffee after dropping the kids off, or maybe it's getting your eyebrows threaded an evening walk alone or with a friend, an art class, or a night out with the girls. My husband and I, well, in times without pandemic lockdowns, have a weekly date night. I've been with my kids for the past decade, and I need adult time. He knows that includes time with my girls, and we are very flexible taking turns to get out socially together and with our friends. You know how you look at a friend or a sister and feel love and support for them with your whole heart? Have you ever felt that? You know what I mean? It almost feels urgent. What if you felt that way about yourself? Mm -hmm. I know your first instinct is to get your back up. Oh my goodness, that's so conceited. I would never think of myself like that. What? Why not? Why wouldn't you put your whole heart into you? Our hearts have so much capacity to love and support people. If you're a parent to more than one child, you'll understand this exactly. When you have one kid and are expecting another, there's a part of you that just cannot fathom being able to love another being as much as you already love the first one. Then the second one comes along and your love for the first one stays just as strong, maybe even grows. And there's a whole new amount of bursting love for the new baby. Nothing is lost. Nothing is divided. The love just grows. So putting that love into yourself is not taking it away from your partner, your kids, your friends, from anybody else. It's just growing the love you can hold for everyone. And this time, it's making sure that one very important person is getting lots of it too. You. All right, you. You are good enough. You are strong enough. You are allowed to cry. You are allowed to feel emotions. You are allowed to make mistakes. You cannot do all the things, at least not well or not without a mental or physical toll. You don't have to do all the things. 
You are responsible for your happiness. You are also in control. You are one hell of a human, and I am rooting for you, and I won't stop. Join me. Hey, uh, if you like this episode, would you help me get it to more people by sharing it with others? You can copy the link on Apple Podcasts and send it to people, and I will be ever grateful if you would kindly rate and review it. Thanks for listening to A Little Bit Better. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast. Subscribe to A Little Bit Better so you never miss an episode. Share it with friends and family. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Is A Little Bit Better or find me online at alittlebitbetter.ca. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like information about coaching with me, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I'm excited to connect again soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.